All right. Welcome. Today's guest is a very special one. It's uh, always special to me because it is my mother. Her name is Susie Hall. Why don't you go ahead and say hi. Hello. We are uh, going to talk about musicals, movie musicals for that matter. She seems to have, uh, it's kind of her thing, her niche, her, I believe her favorite. And we're just going to slowly kind of ease into talking about, finding out a little bit about her, and then talking about some of her favorite movies growing up, and why musicals are her favorite, and how they've maybe influenced her in her life. So... For the sake of the podcast, I won't call you mother, but I'll call you Susie. So. <laughs> Son. <laughs> All right. So why don't you, obviously I know you, but people listening to this will not know you. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, what kind of experience you have as far as, as far as say, musicals or theater, things of that nature. Well, I was always very interested in music. Uh, in high school, I was in band, orchestra, and and stage band. And I loved the big band sound of the 40s. I uh, was born in 1949, so I hit the very tail end of that. But uh, it was very popular still in the 50s. And uh, so I, I had an interest in that. And... Then, of course, Hollywood musicals and the old Busby Berkeley uh, 1930s musicals were always fun to watch and uh, very extravagant and very rich during that uh, Depression era. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so uh, that started my love of musicals and then just going on through the 50s and 60s and, you know, it just... It was what I was more interested in. Then I got into theater in college and uh, really honed in on the musical theater uh, after that. Okay, awesome. And growing up, what what are some of your maybe earliest memories, if you can remember that, if you can remember of going to the movies with your parents or friends even? We went to, uh, with my Folks, I was an only child, and so we would go to the um, drive-in movies mm -hmm. mainly, and we'd take big picnic dinners, you know, and then right. we we'd buy popcorn there. That was a big mm -hmm. deal, and uh, soft drinks. Take your lawn chairs and sit out and just watch the uh, shows. There were usually two, mm -hmm. and there'd be an intermission so you could uh, spend more money at the concession stand and the in between the shows and uh, you'd have to hook the uh, sound into the window and uh, listen to it and of course there wasn't air conditioning back then right. in the 50s so uh, having the windows down wasn't a big deal anyway because exactly. that you'd have those down as well but we would go there and then there was a local theater that we could walk to and then my dad would pick us up. Uh, some of the neighborhood kids would uh, would all go on Friday night. Okay. And then parents would take turns bringing them home, but you know my folks would do that too. Okay. And so we'd go there. The big uh, those were usually the 
they've been around a while, you know, and then they went to the local theaters in, right. in the neighborhoods. But the ones that were downtown, they were the ones that were the uh, the big premieres, like right. uh, Exodus and Spartacus and all the S's. big, <laughs> yeah, all the S's, S's and them's. Uh, the ones that would actually have an intermission because they were so long, they'd be like three and four hours right. long, and then they would drift down to to the local theaters. Okay, that's neat. And that's and they still were doing the they would have the news serials and like cartoons before that. Yes. Oh, okay. yes. And previews of the other uh, upcoming movies. Upcoming movies and. And cartoons, there'd be like three of those, and then some of the newsreels still, because that was like in the 50s, mm-hmm. like I said. And this was Kansas City, I don't yeah. remember if I mentioned Probably that. Probably not. Yeah. So, that was good. Awesome. So, growing up, what, like, who were your favorite actors? Because everybody's got a favorite actor or, not, or actress or both, you know, and... Some have favorites just in specific genres because they know that's what they're good at and those they really can't do. Like, they really can't do... Like, action stars may not be able to do serious dramas. And so, there you go. Okay. if Like, The Rock. I'll go see anything The Rock's in in an action movie. I don't expect him to throw in a thrilling, Oscar-winning drama performance. If he does, I mean, I'll be there. But at, at the same time, you know, if it's an... If he's in an action movie or even a comedy, because he's good at comedy, I'm gonna be there. Um, did you have? Any, were there? Who were some of your favorites? Oh, Doris Day. Mm-hmm. She, from the very beginning, was my idol. You know, mm-hmm. and I would go to the grocery store with my mother and buy movie magazines and sit there and wait for her to get through with the shopping and if it had Doris Day in it I would just beg you know can we just please can we buy this one you know and she to me was very glamorous she was so talented she could sing she could dance she could act you know and and I think she was probably one of the most underrated dramatic actresses uh the she just did not get the recognition for that. They saw her as romantic comedy, right. mostly. Typecasted, mostly. Typecast in that. But uh, Love Me or Leave Me mm-hmm. with James Cagney, excellent uh, that was movie. A good, that was a good recommendation, by the way. Yes, thank, thank you. you. I, I enjoyed watching that one. Um, that one, and then uh, there were you know a couple more after that. Julie was another one that was kind of a she was a stewardess and her husband was a maniac and she ended up having to land this plane. It was you know another one oh, wow. of the ones that you would not expect her. Midnight Lace with uh, Rex Harrison. Yes, another excellent mm-hmm. creepy. <laughs> I'll have to yeah. I've heard of it. I have not seen that one, but I'm I'll add that to my list of. I'll definitely add that one to my list of to yes. watch movies. Myrna Lloyd, John Gavin, you know, mm-hmm. were in it as well. Just just really a good thriller. Um, but she was more known for her comedies, and she was the queen of comedy. She yeah. was just perfect in her pausing and her double takes. Yes. And her, she'd set a line up and then zing it. You know, yes. she just was really 
real like yeah. talented. I and because when when you bring that up, one of my you know I guess it grew to be one of my favorites because we watched it all the time um, <laughs> with you was Pillow Talk, which I watched not fairly recently, and <laughs> it's very interesting to watch that movie. You know, in this time, you know, in this time period, you know, where it's, I mean, just forget the fact that it's about two people sharing, a, you know, a phone line, <laughs> you know, a, a landline at that. Yes. So just the, so just looking at it for, you know, from like that, it's very interesting. But just the fact of, of Rock Hudson's very... 50s male <laughs> attitude and just not really showing this but you know just that type of attitude and tony randall who's amazing in that movie of course he's amazing in all the movies that he's in with with those two um just his you know his poor jonathan that just wants to be with her but it thinks she should but doesn't really know how to do it. It's just very humorous. Well, and he's neurotic. He's, he's he said, very, "I've forgotten how many wives." Yes. You know, and and but this, she was going to be the one, <laughs> right? And Thelma Ritter in that oh, is she's, just amazing. Yes, <laughs> as uh, Doris Day's uh, housekeeper, yes, who listens to the party line, yes, and uh, dreams vicariously through uh, the conversations there. Yes. Um, and it reminded me of my grandfather. He used to get on the party line. Oh no! And listen in. And sometimes, the, well, they put um, he trained horses, and they put a, a line in the barn, and it would ring. And he'd say, "Susie, go pick that up. Go see who that is." And I go, "No, I didn't do that." And he was the king, though. Yeah. No one ever knew. No one suspected. You know, he did it so nobody could. Hear it click, and you know, I don't know. I guess he held his breath the entire time. I don't know, but he just. Yeah, but that that reminded me that, of it. But I, yeah, you're right. People just, today don't know what a landline is half the time, much less a party line on right. top of it. So. But yeah, and it's just, it's very interesting because you watch that and then you, you know, you see him at the end just pick her up. And then start carrying her through downtown in her blanket and or her uh, yeah no her, was, her electric blanket it was because it was trailing the cord all the way down on the sidewalk where they're trying to go through and you know nobody even thinks to look otherwise <laughs> you know and and takes her all the way up to her, his apartment which she I guess we I forgot to mention if you haven't seen the movie uh, Doris Day plays an interior designer so. He finds once, uh, once Rock Hudson's character finds out that she's an interior designer after he's made a mistake of, of uh, posing as somebody else instead of the person on the party line that doesn't get along with her. Once she finds out who he is in re for real, he, in a way to try and get her back, hires her to design. To basically uh, hires her for his apartment or condo, I guess mm -hmm. it probably would be now. Uh, and she just designed it in the most gaudy looking things. And so then, uh, so as soon as he sees it, that's when he goes to her apartment 
and takes her up at lifts her up out of bed, electric blanket at all, and carries her back to his place and I mean like over the shoulder carrying it like a burlap sack and then and then takes her in and then flips flips the light switch and everything on and then dumps her in there and then you know and it's just interesting because you would not see that now I mean I just don't even in comedies now I don't think you would say Mm -hmm. something like that now it's just very kind of telling because you know uh, just the way you know kind of the way men and women treat each other I think is different yeah. now especially so you know it's just one of those things well even the uh, the cat that's chasing the cord of the uh, blanket yes uh, all through until they get to the apartment takes one look at the apartment and shrieks and goes <laughs> right out the door I forgot about that one actually because it was so hideous uh, looking but yeah it uh course happy ending and everything they get together but just a just a real funny good movie yeah it's, it is really good and I'm, I was, i've been trying to remember but I, um is it lover come back the tony rent where tony randall says the guy says hey buddy and he tells him i'm not your buddy yes that's okay the one. i think I, that's what i thought i couldn't remember because it's been a while since i've seen yeah. that one that's another that's good a, movie yeah another similar plot you yes, know he pretends to be somebody else and she goes along with it falls for him and then finds out who he is but it's still it's, it's still, still good yeah it's still good it's still yeah. good a good-hearted movie and then the third one they were in uh really is uh Tony Randall's movie in a way uh, I mean the other two of course star yeah. in it but he is just amazing in this yeah. one it really points out his uh, humor and he's uh, Rock Hudson's buddy send me no flowers, flowers. is okay. the name of it and uh, he uh, Rock Hudson's a hypochondriac he thinks he's dying and so as best man he uh, his you know, best friend, he asked uh, Tony Randall if he'd do his eulogy. And so from that point on, Tony Randall starts drinking because he's so sad and upset that that he's going to uh, die. And then when he finds out he's really not going to die, he gets really ticked off yeah. and starts crossing off the different things uh, good that he said about him. <laughs> and uh, it's it's just another real real good those three that they did together mm-hmm. were just great and they were really good friends yeah they became very good friends yeah and am i correct that rock hudson wasn't openly gay right during that time no. he, that kind of came out later right like because uh, he they were always afraid that he might get blackballed from hollywood because yes. it was such a taboo back then yes and uh, and then he was one of the first to get AIDS, and, right? Uh, and Kamag was the first, uh, I think, or one of the first uh, celebrities to uh, come out and admit that he had the disease. And he ended up going on to Doris Day's uh, television show at the time, and that right. was their last time together, I That's, think. But yeah, very. Very sad, but yeah. yeah. And I remember we were talking the other day because we were talking about Doris Day, and then I brought up the fact that 
um, when I was watching Love Me or Leave Me, I was looking things up like I do to try and get more knowledge on things. And I noticed that, and I was surprised. I was like, oh, wow, she's still kicking. Like, I <laughs> I thought she had passed away, you know, like several years ago. But she's 94, is that right? Well, yesterday, uh, yesterday was her birthday or the day before? It, April 3rd. April 3rd, okay, three birthday, days ago from and, the time of this uh, recording. She, she could be 96 or 94. For years, uh, they gave her a birthday, you know, That's to where right. she was 94. And then last year, uh, I don't know, she says, I don't know, I guess I'm 95, you know. And so yeah. this year, she, I think, is 96, but who's counting? Right. She That's true. Great. She don't care. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> at, this, at, this time, at, at this point, it doesn't really matter. No. But, but no, that's, that's amazing yeah. to be to be. Uh, still kicking like that and still uh, have that kind of sense of humor. Like, yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> you uh, tell me. <laughs> another of, uh, of my favorite actors was uh, Cary Grant. Oh, yes. He Mine was too. so debonair yes. and um, such a great comedian as well. Yes. And uh, I just thoroughly enjoyed his older movies yes. as well as, you know, he kept acting. Oh, yeah. Uh, he... Uh, his Girl years? Friday is still one of my favorite ones oh, of him, yes. where, where he even named, name drops his actual name, his yes. non-stage name. So Archibald that, Lynch. Yes, yes, which I would choose Cary Grant, too, if I was <laughs> named that. Um, but yeah, no, that that's still one of my favorites of his, as far as like his comments. But he, yes, um, we, what was it we watched, it's been many years, but I remember when we checked out I think it was even VHS, so that tells you how long ago it's been since we watched it. Yes. But I was uh, a male war bride. Yes. That was a good one. Yes. Um, that was where he had to pose as a, in order to, where, what country were they in? They were trying to get, because he was trying to get on the boat back to America, right? Right. And so he had to marry someone, or pose that he was mm-hmm. going to marry someone in the military, so he had to dress as a woman. Yes. So it's one of those uh, type of movies, and... Yeah, he was just hilarious in it. And the Philadelphia story. Philadelphia stories were good. Another great movie. Uh, and bringing up baby. Yes. Where, I, with Catherine Hepburn, and he's bringing baby is a, a cheetah or a. I believe it's a lion. A, a lion. Yes. Okay. And yeah. it's hilarious too. Yeah. He just, Arsenic and Always is very. Oh yes. That's a very dark comedy. Yeah. <laughs> like but, I was like, because I watched it, and all I could think of was. I thought this was supposed to be a comedy. This is very dark. <laughs> well, the little old ladies just, you know, had to Keep poison these old men because I, what did they have to live for? And then hide them in their uh, little basement. trunk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> basement. Little, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is definitely not what I was expecting from this movie. It's hilarious. Yeah, but it is In a good. very dark way, but it's very good. And, and of course, I love Cary Grant, too. He's one of my favorite actors of that time period his a lot of his dramatic stuff of course when i mean me being the huge hitchcock fan one of my favorite hitchcock movies notorious and oh, he yes. was amazing in that movie yeah. and north it's by northwest. north by northwest yeah. to catch a thief is not my favorite hitchcock movie but he's still i mean when you're matched up with grace kelly it's kind of hard to yeah <laughs> it's kind of hard to out, yeah you can't yeah um but just I thought his role in Notorious was very interesting because it was definitely a lot more like I seen him play some serious roles, but nothing quite like that. Plus, it was a good spy 
movie. Um, Ingmar Bergman was great in it. Claude Rains was great as the bad guy. I kind I always like it when he kind of plays a bad guy or a questionable. <laughs> is he good or is he bad? Kind of riding that fence. Yeah. Um, but those. But yeah, Cary Grant's definitely been one of my favorites. I think that if I I always tell people whenever I talk about Cary Grant for people that haven't really seen a lot of his movies. I kind of compare him to like George Clooney. Like George Clooney is kind of a modern day Cary Grant. Mm-hmm. He can play comedies and he could play dramas and they're both very handsome. <laughs> yeah. They're both very handsome, but they're also both very good actors. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I try and tell people that and they're like, okay, well I know George Clooney and I know some of the stuff he's in. And um, so that's kind of when I have to think of, when I had to think of somebody, uh, to compare Cary Grant or tell, try and tell people about Cary Grant, I usually think George Clooney. Um, so once you've gone, so because you've when I've been trying to educate myself on on musicals, trying to because I know, like I've seen some. We've you've taken me to many <laughs> musicals. You've raised me on movie musicals on on LPs pretty much my lot you know my entire life and so and i remember taking me to taking me to marching band practice you wore out the guides and dolls soundtrack on cassette (laughs) easily all my freshman year right (laughs) and which was fine because i really enjoyed it and uh but is there is there a certain musical that really kind of stands out as as one of your favorites or do you have i mean if you got more than one uh, it's hard for me, since I love the genre so mm-hmm. much, to really come up with one just right, knockout yeah. one. Uh, one that is going to be made into a movie that I've seen uh, double-digit times is Wicked. Oh, yes. Um, and I understand that they're uh, trying to cast that now you okay. know, for the movie. And so... Uh, hopefully they won't uh, take away from the magnificent uh, stage production that they have. Uh, But I like them. Go ahead. I was just going to ask, if you had a preference on a director, who do you think would be a good director to direct the Wicked movie? Well, I think the same uh, one, now I knew you were going to, I should have known you'd asked me that. <laughs> the directed the stage one, which okay. I'm I'm stalling to try to remember. Uh, Mark Plant produced it, okay. but um, and I'll think of the director in a minute. And I apologize um, if someone's yelling at the microphone, like ah, their car that's usually what I. Yeah, like, that's generally what I do sometimes, and that's okay. So hey, you I can see his face right now, which is it's the like bad you've, part. You've seen him multiple times. How do you not know this? I don't know. It's one of <laughs> those it's, senior moments. Yeah, well, sure, sure. <laughs> I already Why? told you when I was born. Yeah, that's uh, true. <laughs> which, uh, Stephen Daltrey? No. Daltrey? No. Okay, well, that's who's apparently going to be directing the movie. The movie? Okay, yes. well. Uh, and that's a good choice, I think. He directed The Hours uh-huh. but with Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman, and yeah. Juliette Lewis. Uh, the Reader, which is really good, it's got Kate Winslet in it. That's pretty serious. Billy Elliot, that's oh close to yeah. Newton, yeah yeah, and that's, um, that's another good. Of course, he's the executive producer of The Crown on Netflix. Oh yeah, and so yeah, it's excellent choice. Yes, 
So that'll be a good one. Uh, you I, know who I probably would have liked to see direct it? Guillermo. Guillermo del Toro. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. um, it too. doesn't really have a whole lot of monsters, but it, <laughs> other than the people, you know, other than... Well, she but can't it deals, get wet either, yeah. so, you know. <laughs> it, they... But it deals with inner demons, and so well, he's good, and he's good with that. So I think he could uh, add an interesting take on it. But Stephen Daltrey is definitely a a good pick on that one. Yes, it's that would be good. Showing here, it's going to come out some. It doesn't. Oh wait, take it back. It's in development right now. It's expected to be released December twentieth, two thousand nineteen. So oh, twenty nineteen. Yeah, oh, so it'll be wow. here before you know it. Okay. Well. So yeah. about a year and a half, and some okay, change. You know me and Bath, not good. I and then, um, but yeah, I agree. That there's certain ones that it's hard to, because whenever someone asks me when what's your favorite movie, and I always have to tell them, well, I don't have one favorite. I may have, I usually say, well, what genre are you talking about? I may have a favorite movie in a specific genre, not overall. But when they kind of press me, I just tell them Casablanca because it's still hands down my favorite. And oh, can watch yes. it over and over and over again. That's an excellent so. movie, too. Do you get the feeling that we're getting stuck in this same kind of era? Yeah, that's well? true. Well, <laughs> we, we tend to go back. Back, instead yes. Instead of forward. But instead of but, forward. Uh, but. Anyway, I, I love Sound of Music yeah. as well. That's always a good one. There have been so many good musicals, though, that the... If the person has made it a success on Broadway, they don't necessarily get the lead role in the movie. And I right. always think that's a shame. Because right. they've done all the work exactly. to make it the name that it is. And, exactly. Um, you know, Mary Martin was in Sound of Music on Broadway, and yet um, Julie Andrews ended up with the movie and did an excellent it, job. Right. And but Mary still. Martin did Peter Pan too, right? Yeah, she did okay. Peter Pan. That's what I thought. Yeah, she. Don't look at me trying to remember this. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that name sounds familiar, but. And her son was Larry Hagman. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Actually, I didn't know that. So, uh, Jr. Jr. from Dallas. A lot Dallas. of people wouldn't know that. Yeah, Jr. from <laughs> Dallas. I still remember the billboards. Who shot Jr. Yeah, from way back. But now, Funny Girl. Funny Girl had, uh, you know, the. Fanny Bryce character, of course, was Barbara Streisand, both stage yes. and musicals. So. Yes, and that was, and I watched that one recently. That's one of the ones yes. I watched recently, and I really enjoyed that one. And I've never had anything against Barbara Streisand. I just have never, she's never been one of those actresses where I sought out her movies. Uh, like, right. If that makes sense. Right. Um, yeah. But after watching it, I, I really enjoyed it. It was definitely, it was a lot of fun. And maybe because I had some knowledge about who Fanny Bryce was from old time radio mm -hmm. and Fanny Bryce shows and stuff like that, it made it more interesting to me because I'm like, oh, okay, I actually want to, I want to know more about this. And then her quick wit in the movie was just her timing and it yeah. just it it impressed me. I was like, I, I've got nothing on that. And she's she's yeah. great in that movie and the music's good. Mm -hmm. And. Yeah, and the acting, and you just hated her husband. Yeah, you Omar just, uh, Sharif. You yes, know, Omar Sharif. Nice looking, but a yeah. real jerk. Yeah, and <laughs> so. you're just like, ugh. 
she can't escape him, and it finally yeah. does. And it's just. And then Barbara Streisand, of course, was starred in Hello Dolly, but yes, in the movie, but not on Broadway. Carol Channing. Oh, I bet that would have been great yeah. to see. And and that several since her. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. Uh, and I watched Hello Dolly not too long ago. It. I don't know what it was about Hello Dolly. I just. I thought it was okay. I, it wasn't one of my favorites. Um, the costumes were amazing. I mean, the mm-hmm. costumes were amazing. The sets weren't bad. Um, it just, yeah, I don't, I just didn't have the same kind of feeling watching Hello Dolly as I have some of the others. Mm-hmm. But, it, I mean, it still was, she was still great in it. It just wasn't my, I guess, I just didn't really find myself attracted or drawn to it mm-hmm. like I have some of the others. Um, but yeah, no, she was good in it, and the outfits were amazing. Mm-hmm. Costumes, choreography costumes, yes. was great. Yeah. Um, the latest person, well, the revival, the mm-hmm. latest revival, yes. it, it starred Bette Midler. Oh, wow. <laughs> and <laughs> I would love to have seen that. Bernadette yeah. Peters is took over for her okay. and is in it right now. Oh, but, okay. Uh, she would be good also. Yeah, she would be but good. Bette Midler was... I could have seen her in it. She would yeah. have been. And I think I told you when I, at, while I was watching this, I had sent you a text message saying that I enjoyed the second half of Hello Dolly mm-hmm. more than I enjoyed the first half. Oh yeah. Like I like as far as like uh-huh. it, the pace kind of picked up. The mm-hmm. songs were more entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like I enjoyed them more. But uh, but overall, like I just enjoyed. This. It just seemed like the pace was a lot. Like the story moved a lot quicker post intermission because that movie also had an intermission, right. and it's great watching these now, even on DVD. Mm-hmm. They still have the intermissions put in them. Yes, like it's not. It's it's literally the same as it would be if you were to go see it in theater. Mm-hmm. That I actually enjoy, and this kind of gets off track just a little bit on what we're talking about. But when I also watched Cleopatra recently, the first couple like three minutes was just music but no picture it was black picture it was oh, a black mm-hmm. picture but you heard the music i seriously thought something was wrong with either the dvd <laughs> or the tv because it's not the first time i've seen something where they play music at the beginning but usually they have like a still picture up right first and then they'll train you know they'll kind mm-hmm. of fade into the opening credits mm-hmm. and then the over you know the bigger or i'll just say overture mm-hmm. but this one didn't have any, it was just nothing it was just a black screen and music i'm like Oh man, something's wrong with the TV. Well, and it's not a musical, so right. you don't expect an right. overture. Exactly. With that, because but, exactly, but it it just kind of made me think about that. I was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I was like, but uh, and then a movie like Unseekable Molly Brown mm-hmm. that I also watched not too uh, last week, I think. Love that movie. That's one of my. That's definitely one of my new favorites. Uh-huh. The music's great. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's just it's just really funny. And why am I drawing a blank? Uh, who played Molly Brown? Um, it wasn't Lucille Ball. No, it wasn't Lucille Ball. It was... Oh, shoot. Now we're going to have more people yelling. Yeah. <laughs> you can edit this part out. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Uh, oh, I can't Oh, man. I'm drawing, oh, I... Debbie Reynolds. Yes, Good Debbie gosh. Reynolds. Yes. Yes. Princess Leia's mom. Yeah. 
And, uh, and just for the record, I did not Google it. No, I did. Okay. <laughs> no, I looked on IMDb on IMDb, but she she said it before I was able to hit the search button to get it. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, Debbie Reynolds, amazing in it. She uh, was very enthusiastic, and it was written by the same uh, person that wrote the Music Man, Meredith Wilson. And if you if you take the soundtracks of both, you can pair up almost, I mean, the cadence and the different beats to the songs, you can wow. match them up. I that's, mean, it's... That's pretty... That's weird. not easy to do. Yeah. That's amazing. Because the one in Molly Brown where it's, are you sure that your prayers have been answered? Yeah. Are you positive sure, you know? Yeah. Well, if you hope for something, ain't that a prayer, but if it comes true, well, there's your answer there. Yeah. Well, that is the, there's trouble, my friends. Right here, I say trouble right here in River City. You know, it's the same yeah. deal. And um, I just realized nobody can see me chop my hands No, that's here. okay. They can hear it. They can hear it, though. That's okay. <laughs> but... Um, but you can tell, you yeah. know, once you've, you've figured it out and you go, oh my gosh, yeah. And then you take the other songs, you can almost pair them up. That's but, crazy. Yeah. I don't really know if there's any other real hit that, you know, Meredith Wilson had. But, oh, wow. Um, besides the, those two, which those two. were pretty yeah. good. <laughs> exactly. And again, They're Molly... still doing music, man. Exactly. So. And again, Molly Brown also had really great costumes. Yes. She wanted that red dress. Yeah. That beautiful red, red dress. Silk dress. Yes, yeah. red silk dress. And she wore it. Once she would say once they were able to get it, mm-hmm. she wore the heck out of it. And I didn't I kept looking because I saw in the opening credits Ed Bigley. I was like, well, I know Ed Bigley Jr. I grew up yeah. with him. But I didn't I figured, well if there's a junior there's gotta be a senior somewhere, but I I didn't really know that he I think I knew he acted, but I don't think I'd ever seen him in anything. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even, I was like, well, he'll just look like a Bagley Jr. Just, you know, no, yeah, no, no he's an older, all. he's older. <laughs> Ed Bagley, yes, he's older, he's short, he's heavier set. I had to wait to look him up to see what he, see which character was actually him. And then also, uh, I got to look her name up because she, when I saw her on the screen, it made me laugh because maybe when this one, it was Dolly. But there's a character in it that was uh, the grandmother in, or uh, no, the Aunt Bethany in. Oh, <laughs> Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation. Yeah. That's going to be Hello Dolly. That's a different movie. Yeah. But when I saw her and she was younger, I recognized the voice before I recognized her because she looks so different. Yes. And then after watching, you know, after. I was like, no, I know that voice. That's that's the one that that wraps her quote wraps her damn cat up again in Christmas Vacation, <laughs> and it's like, but it looked nothing like her. But I recognize that voice; it's very distinct. Yeah. And it was just really interesting looking at her filmography and the movies she's done, and then just to find out she's the one that voiced Betty Boop in the <laughs> cartoons, and then it just it was like, I don't know, it was like a revelation. Like this light bulb went off. Like, oh my gosh. It all comes together because mm-hmm. yes, you could totally see it now, and it's really interesting. So, as we're moving forward, mm-hmm. what I you kind of noticed as the years went on, less musicals being made in the movies. Right. They kind of had a downturn, kind of in the 
mid to late 60s and in the 70s. I, the only one I could think of that comes to mind in the 70s is uh, Cabaret. I couldn't remember what year Victor Victoria came out because they made a movie of that one too, it, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. I didn't watch that one, um, so I can't – it's not popping in my head uh, what time period. But um, Cabaret, which I also watched with Liza Minnelli, who is still one of my favorite characters in Arrested Development. She plays Lucille too, mm-hmm. uh, and who has who suffers uh, suffers from vertigo, but she also drinks, uh-huh. <laughs> so she's always about to fall down. So anyway, she was always one of my favorite characters there. But to actually see her in a musical, which I know. Broadway and musicals are kind of what she's known for as far as an actor and, and uh, as a performer. So I was very interested, and I had seen Cabaret. It wasn't a, you know, I'd seen a, I believe it was, it was a traveling, it was a touring company of it, and it was, it was different. It wasn't something, you know, it wasn't your typical, not typical, but your kind of when you expect a musical to be like. It was very... Not risque. I don't know what the word is. It's uh, what would you? How would you describe the? How would you describe cabaret well, the musical? I would say it, it's one. It's dark. I yes. mean, it's not one of these um, happy-go-lucky musicals that's, where you're going to yeah. feel good when you walk out. That's that's it's, yeah. That's it's I, Nazi I, Germany. Yes. you know, and and the people, the lives that are affected by it, and how it comes through, and. And the use of symbolism, the mm-hmm. gorilla, uh, you know, in, in that one number yeah. uh, is indicative of uh, Hitler, mm-hmm. you know, taking over and just enveloping everything. And, and how the, the different people, like the older couple, you know, yeah. it's the, they, the pineapple song. It's very right. simple, very lovely, you know, about these two older people that love each other. And how it's going to affect them because they're Jewish, mm-hmm. and then you know the the other characters, the American writer that comes in, yeah. and Sally Bowles' life is a cabaret. You know, nothing's right. gonna you know to her. Her world is not gonna change. Her world is inside that Kit Kat Club. Right. And it doesn't matter what goes on outside. It's going to be the same, you know, one way or the other inside there. Until they go to and, that, when they go out to like a, some sort of, out, I just remember, was it a outdoor restaurant, some out in the country somewhere, and uh, the, so a Nazi gets up and leads them in a song, and everybody stands up, starts singing, and that's kind of when it hits her a little bit. Yeah. That this oh, is really whoops. going, this really is going <laughs> yeah. on, no matter if you get out of the city or not it it's not just contained there it really does affect and there are people that really are defending this mm-hmm. and and people are going to be hurt and it life is not going to be the same right and but then she goes back in the cabaret and she sings that in the most popular song or the one that people mm-hmm. you know know the most life is cabaret or right. chum you know, come to the cabaret. And so for her, you know, she's, and probably so, her her life didn't change one way or the other, yeah. but everybody outside there, it did. That, yeah. And, and uh, I always found the, I know the MC is like the one role everybody wants to play because it's mm-hmm. the most out there. 
as far as character-wise. It's the most animated, I guess you could mm-hmm. say, uh, character. And, yeah, the while I'm watching this movie, you know, I when I'm watching the movie, I'm thinking, this is very dark. I don't remember, <laughs> I don't remember when I saw this, it being this dark, but I remember it, mm-hmm. you know, not exactly, again, being like one of their wider upbeat uh, ones. But I believe it was, again, maybe not really one of my, I guess, cup of tea type of things. But that doesn't mean it wasn't done well. It was shot really well. Liza Minnelli was amazing in it, uh, being able to play that character. The MC was great because he was just really out there. It, Joel Gray was the original on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And, okay. And uh, Hal Prince, I believe, is the producer of it. And he... He was affected by seeing some uh, incident with some uh, Aryan Nazi okay. people and yeah. some kids, and that really affected him. And that's when he thought, "Well, we've got to put something together here. You know, this right. is not right." So he uh, did. Hal yeah. Prince being one of the most uh, prolific producers, uh, right. Like, Really in TV, and period. I remember, yeah, period. But I, yeah, I remember seeing his name in the credits too, in a lot of shows, and blanking on a couple. But yeah, it's a uh, he and Stephen def- Sondheim had yes. a good uh, good run partnership. Yeah, for years. Um, so, are, are there movies that you're like, or at least music, movie musicals where you're thinking this was okay, but probably could have been done better? with either a different director or a different actor in the role? Uh, There there... are, I think, uh, some that weren't as successful, Mm -hmm. you know, as a movie, as they were, as a a more intimate setting. Right. Um, And I know there are a lot of people that will disagree with me and and Mm -hmm. have on this one, but once is one of your favorite movies. Yes. And I just, I liked, I've seen the movie, and I've seen it on stage twice, and I really liked it better on stage because of the intimacy of the theater. Uh, They always have the bar open on uh, stage, and the audience is, is welcomed up there prior to the show starting. And then they play their instruments, you know, and sing. Right. And, and it just brought you in a little bit more, right. I thought. Yeah. But now, of course, they can do a lot more with movies and yeah. uh, with setting. Yes. And, you know, this uh, friend of mine had seen it, uh, the movie, and he just loved the movie. And he went, I said, well, it's coming to uh, Springfield. you got to go see it. You know, oh, Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it was good. <laughs> you know, and he Cause said, well, cause they I changed... did the scenery. There was no right. scenery. Well, no. No, it's, it's, it's a musical. No, they, they kind of have a stage. They, they, can't, they can't take you over the, where they have it, Scotland, I think. Yes. The and music, I, I yeah. thought, well, okay, I can, yeah. And, and it depends on what you saw first, right. maybe. Yeah, and know. that's kind of like whether you read a book first yes. or see the movie first you'll right. your opinion will be different because they change Just, things they change, to, and, you know. yeah, to accommodate yeah and 
Yeah, for me, because I, you've been fortunate enough to see it twice on stage. I have yet to see it on stage, and I I'm not sure how I would feel. Like you got me the soundtrack, and I love the soundtrack to the musical. Yeah. And and I love the soundtrack to the movie, and so for me, it's kind of I like both, but I think if I didn't see Glenn Hansard up there doing the role or. Marquita, I'm not gonna be able to pronounce her last name. Um, playing the playing the girl, it'd be it's like yeah, I'd probably be the same. It's like it was good. Mm-hmm. I just loved their voices so much, and considering he wrote the music for the movie, right? And it's his stuff, and it's just so powerful and just so emotional. It's just like my heart wrenches every time I listen to the songs, much less watch the movie, and it's just so. And so to go see someone else performing those songs, it'd be like watching a cover band, you know, almost. Right. Like, it's still good. They may still perform it really mm-hmm. well, but you would rather see the person that did it, orig- you know. Mm-hmm. So, and it's kind of like, I guess, seeing the Broadway production having different mm-hmm. stars perform the same role. Right. And, you know, like, they were good, but I liked this person better. Yeah. So, I can understand that. And... I uh, I've actually been following Glenn Hansard's musical career as as well, and he was in a movie called Commitments um, that was in the ni- the mid nineties. I want to say ninety five, and I'm probably off by a year. I'm usually either spot on or off by one or two years. Um, but he was in a movie with that his hair is a lot longer. But he plays it takes place in a boy Scotland also, and it's about a band trying to get their first big break and. So they end up doing like a lot of cover songs and trying get you know try and just make it as a band and it's very and it's good. I hadn't seen it. I didn't see it when it came out. I saw it when I saw it probably ten years ago. I mean, and it's a close to a twenty year movie. And it's a cult favorite. A lot of people enjoy that one. And it's I mean it's good. It's it's got some good music in it and. Uh, I can't remember who else started it with him, but he's the one that stuck out in my head, though. Uh, Kelly McDonald might be in it, but I'm probably wrong. But she, I was just saying it because she's also Scottish. <laughs> but I, for some reason, I think she's in it, though. And it was really good, and I really enjoyed it. So as we kind of get, kind of drift closer, you know, more like in the 80s, there probably weren't like movie musicals per se, but it became more with movies that had musical numbers in it mm-hmm. one that sticks out in my head that is also one of my favorites that uh, i have pro- that i probably tortured you with watching over and over again was footloose <laughs> yes <laughs> and but it had some musical numbers in it now they didn't sing yes. but it had the music playing and there were mm-hmm. dance scenes in it like the part in the warehouse and and where he's or where he's dancing in the warehouse and then they had the dance scene at the end and they've now made that into a musical, which yes, I would like to, musical. which mm-hmm. I would, you know, I would like to see just because. Yeah. I'd like to see what they do with it. Uh, but movies like that, were there any that you can think of back then that kind of stuck out? Or if, if I missed a movie musical even in the 80s that is not kicking in? Well, they had several, uh, not necessarily in the 80s as much. Uh, they had a few things in the 70s um, that had music in them, but they were not really considered a musical. musical. It was yeah. not 
a, a thin storyline right. with a lot of music exactly. and dancing in it. Right, right, right. You know, uh, kind of like Dirty Dancing, which now there's a musical, a musical. right? Uh, that's very good. I've right. seen it. And uh, just, I don't know, Kinky Boots, I believe, okay. was 80s. Yeah, it's not like right at, at early 90s. Around in there, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's still going strong. It was just through on tour. Yeah, because I think that is. And I think it's still, or back on Broadway, if not. And Wayne Brady comes to mind. Yes, because he he was in Oh, he might have been in Hedwig. The Angry. Hedwig and the Angry Yeah. That was definitely 90s. Um, Because I remember when that one came out. This says here King of Boots 2005. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Erase that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, hey, you know, 85, 2005. It's whichever, years. right? <laughs> yeah, what's. What? What? 30. Just, Who knows? Yeah. Anyway. And uh, let's see here. Yeah, Hedwig was 2001. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there we go. And then. Wrong again. Yep. And then I know a good 90s one. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Prove it. Well, I took you to go see it, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> And then you loved it and then took everybody else to go see it. Which was? Moulin Rouge. Oh, yes. I said, Mom, you have got to see this. Why? It's like, why? Well, it's a musical. I mean, it's sort of a musical. It's, no, it's... <laughs> I mean, they're not like original songs. They... Well, it's got Ewan McGregor and Nicole Kidman in it. And some guy with a red mustache. Who I didn't really... <laughs> who I didn't know at the time. But now, I mean, anything Jim Broadbent's in, I know who he is. And so I'm like, oh, that's Jim Brovett. No, that's. But if you would ask me who it was back then, I, would, I don't know. And he's been well-known British actor. But as soon as I took you to go see it, mm-hmm. yeah. If you were looking for me on the weekend, I was in the theater watching Moulin Rouge and yeah. bought the soundtrack. Gotcha. It was just excellent. And they're making a Broadway musical out of it as well. So that's going to be amazing. And why they waited so long, I'll never know. Me either. Because, uh, it seems like the when they would put it out right amazing. away. The storyline's great. I mean, yeah. It's just. Maybe they were hoping Nicole Kidman would reprise her role. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be great. I always felt yeah. she kind of got. That's one of those movies, even though she's one of my favorite actresses, I'm still able to be impartial and go, oh, she got nominated for that, but not for this. That's weird. <laughs> maybe she'll give. The, maybe they'll give her a win as like a career, based on her accomplishments as an actress, and for her career, that's she. That's how she won for the hours. I think. I don't think she actually won just for that performance because it was okay. But she had far better ones like Moulin Rouge, which I thought was a little more of her stepping out of her comfort zone because mm-hmm. she'd never done a musical before. To my knowledge, she's never. She had to. She never sung anything in public yeah yeah. much you know maybe in the shower with you know karaoke yeah and she hadn't met keith urban yet because she was still married to tom cruise at that point in 1995 when that came out or no 97 sorry 97 and so i but i thought she was amazing in that and just why she hasn't like done another role that was similar to that where it's more comedic and kind of out out of her comfort zone i don't know but she but her in that role, I thought, was especially good. And Richard Roxburgh, who played the uh, the Sleazy guy, I can't think of the character's name, but he was the main villain. Mm-hmm. I thought he was really good in that, too. I thought the cast in that movie was just amazing. It was perfectly cast of 
people of well-known actors and then the supporting actors and actresses were also just you know they weren't huge names but they didn't I mean, you didn't need, really need somebody huge name just somebody that can deliver their performance like I would have never picked if you would if I hadn't seen the trailer and I said okay or known anything about Moulin Rouge that takes which is a musical that takes place at the famous Moulin Rouge I guess cafe or whatever I guess it's almost like a cabaret really mm-hmm. and it's more or less a love story but there's with a lot of it's a love story with a lot of musical numbers in it and the guy that gets the girl but also mistaken identity too mm-hmm. and then John if you were to tell me that John Leguizamo plays Toulouse Lautrec <laughs> I would have been like no that's funny no really who's playing no, who's who's in this? And I, I would have, and they're like, no, seriously, John Leguizamo plays Deleuze or Trek. I would have been like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, and he's not standing all the way up. <laughs> he's on, he's either walking around on his knees with with shoes or, you know, or something. Mm-hmm. And I, I would have been like, you're crazy. But that's just it, though. The movie's kind of crazy because it's just out there. And then... When I saw the movie, loved it, just absolutely loved it, and then kind of told you about it, I was like, I was like, no, we have to go see this. And usually when I say we have to go see this, I don't think I've disappointed you on that one. No, no, <laughs> that was great. No, Between, I have to say. Yeah. It the, was a well-made uh, movie, and the cin- cinematography was yes. good. The editing was great. I mean, it's just every... Every person that was hired to do a job did, did their it excellently. Job. So, and it was that was one of, movie. I believe that was one of Boz Lerman's first feature films as a director. And then he went on to do Australian next with Nicole Kimmon and Hugh Jackman. So, it's, they're all three Australian. It didn't do so well at the box office. Milan Rich was a hit. Australia was kind of a dud. I ended up not even seen it in the theater. I saw it on, I rented it and just was like, yeah, this is okay. And I believe it's all, it's got musical numbers in it, but it's not a musical per se. Hmm. And he was like, yeah, he maybe missed the mark a little bit on this one, but then he bounces back with Chicago. Right. Which, after that one. And huge hit, Oscar nominations. And again, if you were to tell me Richard Gere <laughs> was the lead role in Chicago, I'm like, no, really. Who's who's in who's in Chicago? No, really. Richard Gere's in Chicago. I go in 2002. Richard Gere's in this movie. I mean, I didn't think he was still relevant in that time because it's just one of those things you don't. Once you haven't seen an actor for a while, you just figure they've either retired, he's probably hanging out with the Dalai Lama somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and then, okay, well, who else is in it? In it, uh, Renee Zellweger and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, uh, doing musicals, yes. And I, I was pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Richard Gere, a little-known fact, started out kind of as a hoofer himself, and that's why he did all of his uh, actual dancing in the movie. Oh. But uh, the other two, yes, I was kind of surprised about. Uh, didn't know that Catherine Zeta-Jones 
could sing or dance. Either. Right. And uh, that Chicago is still uh, on Broadway, you know, and various people have been in it. B.B. Uh, Newworth. Yes. Uh, from Fraser fame has uh, starred in it and several other I can see her yeah people uh, and it's just a a good show it's got you know murder it's got yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. lawyers who aren't quite uh, what they seem up to par and, yeah. Uh, yeah up to snuff <laughs> and it, it's just uh, just a really good show I just love that and and, the, and that that's one that is good stage or movie. Although I I love the movie version of it, but the stage show is um, is re- can be really good, you know, as well. And I I goofed. I'm gonna I got a correction. Rob Marshall was the one that directed uh, Chicago. Chicago. Yes, and I thought I might have been wrong on that one. Yeah, it didn't um, seem like Boswellman directed. Yeah, yeah. His first one was uh, Strictly Ballroom. Ah, which is really good. Okay. If you haven't seen that one, I believe they've turned that one to, I believe that one's been on stage also. Hmm. And uh, then he did the 96 version of Romeo and Juliet with Leo DiCaprio. And, oh, yes. Which also has music in it. There's one of, oh, the guy from Harold Perrault. Perrineau. There we go. I could eventually get it pronounced correctly. He plays uh, Romeo's best friend. Oh. And it sings the number of when the doves cry. And it's <laughs> really good. And it's, I mean, it's just, it's really well done. He's very, you know, in the movie, mm-hmm. he's very flamboyant. Best friend. He's at this party. He's at the party and he sings this number of when the doves cry. That always has stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. Or it's never been one of my favorite movies, but that number always has stayed with me. And then, uh, and then he did Moulin Rouge. And then after that, he did Australia in 2000. He went from Moulin Rouge 2001 to Australia in 2008. Wow. But he's also done a lot of writing, though, too, so he kind of takes some breaks off. And I think he's might have gone back and done some Broadway numbers, too. I'm not sure. Um, and then he takes huge gaps, because the next one after Australia was actually The Great Gatsby in 2013. Mm. So, and that was... He tried to get... He tried to Moulin Rouge magic again mm-hmm. by taking comp- contemporary songs and putting them in this 1920s depression mm. era movie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think they, they tried to put match. gold. Yeah, they tr- yeah. I think they tried to put like Gold Digger in there. Oh. And it just didn't work. And I mean, Great Gatsby has never been my favorite book, much less movie. Mm. The 1970s one with Robert Redford and was it Faye mm-hmm. Dunaway? Yes. And I forgot who else. Uh, that was in it. it bored me to tears. <laughs> I just, I was just, I didn't like this. I just don't like the story, I guess. Cause there's really not a character in it that you sympathize with. And for me, I like to have, for me to really enjoy, to even remotely enjoy a movie, you have to have somebody that you actually root for. If there's, if all the people that are in the movie are just terrible people, well then why, who am I supposed to root for? You have to have a, protagonist and if your protagonist your protagonist needs to be flawed but it doesn't need to be just where you're like oh my god this is just a bad person you know this is not a pro- this is not a person you root for this person you're like no oh, this guy's this guy's bad too so you're so to me Gatsby's kind of that movie 
except for I guess the writer. But even the writer is still not the you know still not the best you know person in the world. And so I never really enjoyed it. So, but I gave the movie a try because I like Buzz Lerman, and I I do like Leonardo DiCaprio. Though it took me a long time to try and get on that get on that fan wagon, mm-hmm. I guess so to speak, where I really just enjoyed his movies, and I was just like, no. It be again production design, boom, mm-hmm. uh, it was great. The costumes, great. Everything was great. The acting was okay. It just was lacking. There's just something was lacking. He, I think he tried too hard trying to update it, but yet keep it kind of, contempor- I mean, he tried to keep it update. He tried to make it updated as far as the music. It just didn't, it just didn't mix well with the way, unlike Moulin Rouge, where it just, everything just flowed, had a flow. Everything was just, perfect and the numbers just you know had the numbers matched up with what the story was what they were what they were trying to tell at that point in time in the movie whereas in this one it's just he just tried to put some contemporary numbers in it and it just didn't seem like it worked out uh trying to see what he has he didn't seem to have anything upcoming he did do a show on hbo called the get down uh that's deals with like uh hip-hop and I think Motown in the 70s. So I haven't watched it, but I hear it, it's gotten some good reviews. So maybe long form uh, TV might be a good next step for him because he can kind of play with different things and just add a couple of musical numbers here and there. We'll wrap up here in just a moment. So the last couple of years, we've seen a couple of decent musicals kind of come out. Um, last year, we had La La Land. Yes. Which, which I was like, which I was going to be there because Ryan Gosling's in it, and he's one of my favorite. One of my, he's one of those actors that I'll go see him read the phone book because <laughs> it'll he'll find a way to make it entertaining somehow. And uh, so when he when I saw that he was in it, in that, uh, in the music and the music was just, it was fun. I mean, it was some slow kind of sad, and at the 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 ending's not the best ending in the world because it looked like it had like two or three different endings. I would have preferred for them just to stop at the first one, but when they just kept on and on, I was just like, no, just you should have stopped there. But the music in it was great. The set designs were good. I just really enjoyed it. And it's definitely one of my newer favorite ones. I even got the soundtrack, so I you know, listened to that. Mm-hmm. And I thought the, uh, the, the way they filmed it was more like the old Hollywood. Yes. Um, where all of a sudden people just burst out in song. Like right. The, the very first one was out on the highway. They had to the, shut down the highway yeah, to the film it. L.A. That's not easy to do <laughs> in L.A. Yes, you can't do that in L.A. And here are all these cars and everybody's standing up on top of the car and in the street, you know, and I thought, okay, this is, this is going to be good because they it's an homage kind yes. of to the uh 50s right. musicals 60s and uh but then i don't know it just bothered me that they didn't cast an actual singer and dancer in the right. leading roles um they were adequate but I, I i wanted a little more i know you didn't 
it didn't bother you, and it didn't bother a lot of people. It bothered me well, a little it, bit. Well, with me, with me, it didn't bother me for Ryan Gosling because he actually is trained in singing. He's a trained pianist, I guess. Oh, he, he is. He, yeah, he yeah, actually, he, he actually can, he can play the. He actually he can did play the, play the yes. piano in the. Yeah, I mean, movie. it's not they cut away to somebody else's yeah, hands. No, that was he's. Him. He knows how to play piano. He was on. Oh, Ruth. Let's see. I'm trying to remember the name of it, but he was on it. The kids' show he was on. He sang and danced also when he was younger. And Emma Stone. So for him, I know he knows how to sing and dance, and I definitely know he knows how to play piano. So for him, I know he's a triple threat because he could do all three. Yeah. Emma Stone. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened. I mean, I like her. Yeah, I like her. I like her in other things. Yeah. But I just didn't think that probably. Yeah, and the the fact that she won. Yes, I just, I, I, which I, I kept thinking, well, maybe I should see it again, so I did, but no. Yeah, no, it's. And then the ending bothered me until I kind of figured it out. Mm-hmm. They gave us two. They gave us the one the director wanted, and they gave us the one they thought we, we wanted. Want, but we ended up wanting the one the director wanted. <laughs> but, but it just, it was too confusing. Right. I mean, I was sitting. They're trying to figure out what had just happened. And again, I thought, well, I'm going to see it again. And then I'll, maybe that'll make sense. And then it kind of, you know, I was mall walking and all of a sudden it came to me. They gave it to us. They gave us the ending we wanted and the one we didn't want. So we could choose which one we wanted to take. (laughs) Which is is something kind of different, too. So there is that. And then uh, then this past year, we had The Greatest Showman, uh, which received, believe it or not, took, it received mixed reviews. Uh, I, uh, as somebody who likes musical movies and just musicals in general, I was the only one that I knew that wanted to go see this movie. I, I couldn't, yeah. I wasn't going to be able to find anybody else other than you, but yeah. you know, with you living eight hours away from us, yeah. <laughs> it's... That was going to be a little more difficult to do. So instead, I was like, "Well, I'll go see this, and then let you know if it's if you should go see it or not." And when I found out it took Hugh Jackman was the person that was pushing this movie. He's the one that wanted to get this movie made. It took him eight years to get this movie made, which is wow. just crazy anymore. That yeah. especially when you have that kind of star power that he still has. Mm-hmm. He hasn't lost any of it. He's still very marketable. So for him. The fact that it took him eight years to get this movie made is just phenomenal. And the fact that he was able to get the same two composers that composed the music for La La Land to compose the music for this movie. I thought the movie was... I read up on it after I saw it in that they wanted to... When they when the three of them got together, they were like, okay, P.T. Barnum was ahead of his time when he was, when he was starting... Ringley, you know, when he was starting the Barnum and Bailey Circus, he was ahead of his time because people didn't understand that they wanted to see this. But he knew that they were going to want, people were going to want to come see this. So for him to be ahead of his time, they chose to make the music more contemporary. In other words, instead of making it a music, you know, trying to compose music of the time period, mm-hmm. they decided to make it more contemporary because it's to show that it's ahead, even the music is ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. I wouldn't have even 
thought, you know, put that much thought into it. And be like, all right, here's some music, here's some lyrics, here's some music, here we go. But they really put some thought into it, and I really enjoyed. The, I thought the music was great. Mm-hmm. I thought the singers were amazing. I mean, there are people you don't, nobody in there that you've heard of. Mm-mm. Nobody no, I've they heard were of. Fabulous. And they were oh all. Oh my gosh. And the bearded lady, the one if I can't think of her actual name, yes, the one that plays the bearded lady that sings uh, this, you know, uh, this is me. This mm-hmm. is uh, and it's it just like this drumming. Blew your yeah. mind. It, and then just, when she performed it at the Oscars yes. too was also was just as equally amazing. It wasn't yeah. one of those look. This was just flash so, in the pan. Yeah, flash in the pan. Or here I did this in the studio. Yeah, where they got to mix it. No, yeah. I'm on the stage doing it live for you. My voice is actually this good. Mm-hmm. Listen to me. Yeah, <laughs> listen to this anthem. Here. Pay attention. Yeah, listen to this anthem. That was it. Was I think it was. Such a good history lesson, right? Too of the time of the mindset of people at that time right. of what they thought was entertainment, and he took something that no one would have thought no. would be entertaining exactly. for Pete's sake, and took all of these people who didn't have a prayer to get a job and make any kind of money. Because of the condition, you know, that they were in. Right. Uh, and elevated them to stardom. Yeah. Really. And then the yeah. the things that happened in between, you know, the yeah. fire right. and the, and just all kinds of roadblocks put in his way. And yet he persevered and bounced right yeah. back. Oh, that didn't work. Okay, let's do this. Okay, let's, you know, take Try it on the road. Work. Let's... Get some animals. Let's yeah. get a bunch of wild animals and yes. train them and take, take them, them on, on the road. road. Yeah, and people want to Let's see this. Let's do a show. Yeah, you know, kind of like the old Andy Hardy. Yeah, and movies. it. What a, I guess. I mean, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought Hugh Jackman was great in the role and the supporting cast too. Michelle Williams was okay. They really didn't give her much to do, which I always hate it when they do that with especially like significant others they just don't give him a whole lot mm-hmm. to do and maybe it's just there wasn't you know maybe just his wife really didn't do much right i mean as Back far then, as, as yeah as, as so that could be part of it the love interest with the singer i probably could have, i probably could have done without that yeah there i had i mean the movie had its had problems but if you look at it just as strictly for the sense of a musical movie musical standpoint it hit the notes you needed it had a decent you know had your the kind of light story as far as Mm -hmm. you just need this to get to the next musical number Mm -hmm. to help progress the story along it had great production design it had great costumes i was kind of surprised it didn't get a costume nomination this this past uh award season but the at least it got an a golden globe an Academy Award nomination for Best Song. They at least got that. Yeah. So they got something, and they at least won the Golden Globe for it. I kind of wish they would have won the Oscar. Um, but I think they did, and for what they had, I think it hit the notes it needed to hit. And I think the people that didn't like it were ones that were looking for more of the solid story, the mm-hmm. more of more of a character arc, I guess. Um they were expecting more from it. And my adage 
has been for a long time now, it's better to go into the movies with low, if not any expectations. Sometimes it's hard because you get so hyped up about wanting to go see a certain movie and then when it doesn't live up to your expectations because you expect it to be so awesome and then you get so discouraged. You know, it's just easier if you don't if you try and keep your expectations low or if you just try not to have any because you tend to enjoy movies more. I've always, from my personal standpoint, mm-hmm. that's kind of how that's been. But every now and then, yeah, there's going to be movies that I'm just going to be really excited about. And that'll happen. And if, right. but general, but thankfully, I'm usually, I'm usually, the my expectation of it usually matches. If I get really excited, it's usually, I'm not disappointed. It's it meets it, if not maybe exceeds it. So, um, I'm trying to think of any that are coming out uh, at the moment. I can't think of any movie musicals. We talked about Wicked's coming out next year. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll have another one come out this year. It seems to be at least having one out. And, of course, Disney, whenever Disney has a movie come out, right. they have at least, at least the animated, their computer, mm-hmm. like their cars and your like right. Inside Out and movies like that, your Wally, they're not going to have, you know, musical numbers like the older uh, Disney movies like, you know, Pinocchio and mm-hmm. Lion King, God for you know, those yeah. you know people that enjoy those movies. And, or for me, the great mouse detective <laughs> <laughs> and, and getting to hear Vincent Price sing as a, as a, uh, Radigan. Yeah. That's his name. Yeah. Radigan. Um, uh, and you know, the older Disney movies, they always had, they actually had the characters actually singing, uh, but they've kind of strayed away, but Moana had some great musical numbers in it. Right. Frozen, of course, had some, mm-hmm. and then there's. Then every now and then you'll get like Cars, Cars 3D or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have musical numbers in it, but yet they still are good, you know, Disney movies. Yeah. Uh, so, and I haven't got to see Coco yet, but I hear it's really good. Mm-hmm. And that it's either. got to, some great music in it. I'm uh, hoping to see it soon. But I want to go ahead and thank you for doing this with me. And if you hear some tapping sounds in the background... <laughs> My dog is trying to lose its mind over something. <laughs> your her dog nails... needs to go out. Yeah, that's the problem. Dog also needs to get its nails. Yeah, your dog's dancing. Over yeah, it. she's ta- she got the... her tapping shoes on. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, thank you again for doing this for me and oh, it's getting my the chance, pleasure. getting the chance to talk about movie musicals with you. Love it. And uh, we'll hopefully have you on again talk about something else. Maybe my brain will uh, work a little bit better. As to... Mine as well. Yes. <laughs> well, we'll get our years and our our years straight on movies. We'll get our stuff together. Our, yes, within the next, we'll at least have it down to a year or two instead of twenty years. <laughs> so, all right, Susie Hall, thank you for joining us. You're welcome.